Hey everybody, welcome to the Dead Jester Productions podcast. I'm your host Josh, or Jim Oscars, back again for episode number 139. Today we've got special guest Chris from Beyond Binary Thinking. How are you? Hey, yeah, uh, thanks very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm uh, checked out a few episodes of your podcast, and I'm a big fan. Uh, awesome. So yeah, we have a, a podcast called Beyond Binary Thinking, trying to debate controversial topics and with a bit of nuance, shed some light on mm-hmm. some things. And uh, in a couple of weeks' time, I'm hosting Everyone Games. It's a charity Dungeons & Dragons live stream. We're going to have a bunch of celebrities like uh, T1J, Jennifer Kretschmer, Luke Gygax. Uh, so if anyone wants to yeah, check that out, they'd be very welcome to, to join us and help uh, raise money for disabled gamers. Nice. I have a question, actually, I, I didn't think of before we started. How do you live stream Dungeons and Dragons? Are you doing like an online version of it or are you doing an in-person one where you just uh, have a camera all, facing the All same? online. And this has been okay. the joy of the last couple of years is that like yeah. everyone started playing on Zoom because it, it is like notoriously difficult to get a bunch of people's schedules to align for an in-person yeah. meeting. Um, and then through this, because I was meeting people online, I found a guy in the forums who was blind who was like struggling to get started. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. you can join our game. And through that, I realized that, yeah, like it, yeah, you know, it's it's very easy because once you're just sat in a Zoom chat, uh, collect, collectively storytelling, right? Yeah. Um, he was able to do most of it, but yeah, we just needed a couple of the websites to become a bit more accessible. So yeah, mm-hmm. we did our first event last year. Because of lockdowns, it was very easy to get celebrities to join in. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing has continued to grow. And, and yeah, we've made a few, put pressure on a few big websites to become more accessible for, for disabled players. So that's really fun. Awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, I've also been curious because I've seen both. I've seen people where it's a setup where they're all in person and they have like a camera like facing like the group, maybe one or two cameras so you can see the people like playing and interacting with each other. And then they have like a top down camera, like directly over the table facing straight down. And I thought that was interesting. And then I've also seen people doing it where it's like a online, like you said. But that's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, one of the things we, we wanted to talk about today was the boys. Kind of the, the yeah from show. a gentle start we're gonna we're gonna dramatically yeah. shift gears dramatically into a very aggressive not very all, violent uh, yeah <laughs> yeah so you're i'm assuming you're all caught up on the boys you've seen all of it yeah 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 i mean okay. wow what, what a roller coaster that was catching up yeah. <laughs> for preparation for this episode the last i mean it, it, it's like a roller coaster that just keeps going faster and faster right <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah we watched it my girlfriend i watched it as it as it aired and uh yeah it's before we dive like too much into like the nuances of it like what's your take on the show in general i guess like what's your what have been the high points and low points for you um i mean mostly high points i'm a huge fan of is it garth ennis uh, who wrote the Mm -hmm. comic books and uh are you familiar with preacher before that i i'm familiar with preacher i'm not like caught up on preacher at all but i'm i do know what it is i'm the comics are great. The TV series was a bit goofy and cartoony. Okay. Um, but but just to summarize, sort of Preacher, it's sort of like Bill Hicks and Clint Eastwood had a child. Um, <laughs> and they decide to punch God <laughs> and make friends with a vampire. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just bizarre and zany and all that. Isn't, um, that's the one with like, the guy with like the butthole face, right? That everyone yeah. calls him that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, tries to kill himself, and then there's the literal 
descendant of Jesus, who's this weird <laughs> Christian cult, and and because they have to keep the blood pure, he's very inbred and stupid. So, so, so it's like just incredibly blasphemous and hilarious, and yeah. challenges what it means to be masculine. And 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 yeah, like, like I say, the the protagonist wants to punch God, and and I, and I think the boys is just yeah just a level further of a critique and parody so for those that aren't familiar uh, you probably should watch it before listening to this discussion but it's a superb parody of like the marvel universe superheroes corporate america and and sort of the toxic relationship between celebrity and, and corporatization and, mm-hmm. and social media and what it means to be a hero in, in today's fucked up world yeah yeah i Honestly, I think the show's been getting better and better as the seasons go on. I think it seems like they have a bigger budget now. I'm sure they do for the more recent seasons. It um, almost reminds me of The Wire, where every season it goes up a level, and and mm-hmm. and then the level of corruption and how messed up things get, like sort of, is yeah. squared. <laughs> the only the only issue I point out, and I, I talked to a couple of people about this, where how long are they going to put off Homelander going like absolutely insane? Like season one, it ends. It's like okay. You know, he's he's at a level where he's, you know, he's kind of lost it a little bit. He's not completely uh, under control, but at the same time, he's still relatively contained. Then season two ends. It's like, OK, you know, he's kind of lost pretty much everything here. What's he going to do? And then it just kind of goes back to more, not necessarily like a normal, because obviously he's not totally with it throughout season three. But by the Oops. end of this go ahead i'm sorry so this is the beautiful parody of it like that the homelander is a psychopath right like objectively evil um and you know ends up just taking over the corporation um and because of that gets assumed by that which he hates uh he ends up beholden to shareholders like like (laughs) and isn't out of place as on the board of directors of a global corporation and like that's the beauty of it is that he thinks he'll take over it and instead like it is more powerful than him that that is the gnarly thing of corporate america And, and, and i just think it's the continued parody of all these like ceos you know i don't know if you saw mark zuckerberg on joe rogan talk about how miserable he was and every day he wakes up and feels like he's getting punched in the stomach like <laughs> like i mean you know cry me a river but good right yeah <laughs> but like, i believe no, it i Mike, actually i actually believe it right like, i actually pity him <laughs> and i think mm-hmm. if it, it's the same for home homelander it starts off you know literally he is suckling on the breast milk of corporate america right right like, like you know none of this parody is subtle right it hits you with yeah. a fucking sledgehammer um but but yeah very much ends up with you know first he seems stormfront uh this neo-nazi tweeting as his enemy because you know she represents social media justice but she's just the corporate version of it right mm. and, and and the way it all ends up with him yeah as i say like taking over the corporation and a hostile corporate takeover and he feels like he's won and, and then the next episode he's like oh shit share values dropped my ratings are like <laughs> like <laughs> you can't win you can't beat the system and you literally see butcher that goes through the very same journey the fact that butcher and homelander end up teaming up just shows i think uh how the boys is great parody of uh, uh the systemic problems Right, like, so you think Butcher's going to be this hero that, yeah, you need, like, the lesser evil in order to sort of take on this terrible threat, but but that thinking just ends up with them aligned, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, That's you the thing too, like, you, the system. In the the season three finale, you're you sit there thinking, like, oh my god, like, 
realistically, I know they're not going to kill off Homelander in season three. It's not going to happen. But like at the same time, it's like, oh my God, is this actually happening? Is this going down? Like the the table set, like it, it could happen here. And then you're like, ah, oh, man, Butcher screwing it all up. You know, it's, uh, it's frustrating, but you like, it doesn't come out of left field necessarily. But like yeah. it, it, it leaves it to me like, are you do you are you aware of the comics? Like, have you are you caught up on those? Did you read them or not? I I, I did not. I, I've only watched a summary of um, how they're different from the series. Um, okay, and, and I don't. To be honest, had I realized who the author was, I uh, I would I would have bought all of the comics yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it then. Um, uh, not for the audience either. Then I guess too. But yeah, it's it's interesting to see like where the comics end up. Like how. I think they're, they said like five seasons, I think they're looking at maybe. I don't remember exactly what they said, but I think that's somewhere around where they're going with. And I'm curious how they're going to draw it out for two more full seasons. I mean, we'll get into later. the irony of Amazon releasing a anti-capitalist parody such as this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but for now, let's start at the beginning, right? Like, uh, I think, yeah, if you go back to season one, it, it's wonderful. Um how it starts off, and I think the timing was about right for when the comics were written to a sort of a parody of the Me Too movement, and now you mm. know Hollywood that had just been entirely busted for Harvey Weinstein's casting couch and turned a blind eye to it for decades, right? Then suddenly came out was like trying to spin it like th- they were leading this movement, uh, like they weren't a massive part of the problem, right? <laughs> um, and, and and yeah, like I, I just think it's a fantastic parody of all of that hypocrisy and and it's interesting because i'm not you know about to make fun of these leftist movements um i think like south park it does a good job of you know pointing out that there are valid concerns with these movements it's just Mm -hmm. how corporate america piggybacks on them and takes the light and in fact steps in front of them and hijacks them for its own agenda right it's sort of like uh you know, a lot of people, like you mentioned, the hypocrisy of it. It's like the Panama Papers. Do you remember that whole thing? Oh, yeah. Where it's like so many of these famous Hollywood people, like just just famous people in general, you know, having offshore accounts to avoid taxes and things like that. And now they're all like pointing the finger at like certain like political figures that they don't like. And it's just, oh, my God. It, it's very frustrating. But I mean, getting yeah, back it, on it, yeah, for them, it's just a you know PR stunt. It's a time exactly. to say, "Oh, me so sorry." Yeah. Like, oh, like, oh <laughs> my accountants led me astray, and 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 you see, like you know, it, it's very hard uh, to believe a lot of these celebrities. Uh, but there's an interesting discussion to be had there because, like South Park, right? The Boys does mm-hmm. a brilliant job of criticizing both t- sides. And in yeah. preparation for this episode, I, I heard a lot of right-wing youtubers who are fans of the boys because of that right mm-hmm. um and and i think although i've always been a fan of south park um i think south park is very clearly of the media critiquing the media and mm-hmm. there i do think it's fair to criticize sort of you know left wing up their own ass uh this commercialization of politics and and and, you know it it makes genuine critiques of everything that's wrong with that nonsense um you see it like during like pride month and stuff like that where all of them change their logos to like pride month colors and 
like the rainbow flag and stuff like that. It's like, oh, Which, now you care. You know what I mean? Well, They're just taking advantage of the money. No, and, and, and it's worse than that, yeah. right? Because yeah. they, they not only do they only care for one month, they only care in countries where it's commercially viable to care for yeah. one month. Right, yeah. like they they don't change their colors in Russia. They don't change their colors in Saudi America in, in Saudi Arabia. Uh, Saudi America, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Freudian slip there. <laughs> yeah, it it it's just whenever it benefits them the most, they're just hijacking it to try and make a quick buck. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. and 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 this is you know, I th- I, I think the the what the the right fans of the boys don't get. Um, when they go, oh look, they're just making fun of everyone. It's parody. It's like, okay, but this is a deeply an anti-capitalist criticism. Um, and, and look, I have a podcast that's called Beyond Binary Thinking. I'm, I'm a firm believer that there's, you know, not one-dimensional left versus right. Right? Like, mm-hmm. I think if you really look at it, there's sort of centrist, neoliberal, yeah, d- dinner etiquette. You know, don't say the wrong thing. Oh, isn't Trump rude? Um, and there's actual we we need to reform this structure because it's inherently evil <laughs> and benefiting the wrong people and and, yeah. and you know if, for some people those would both be considered left for me they're, they're entirely different things yeah yeah it's it is interesting uh, speaking on like the whether it's like a left or right like especially in the US growing up I always thought like oh it's you know it's mainly just like media uh you know just kind of uh building up these extremes more than they actually are like you know you'll hear people say a lot like most of america is in the, is more down the middle than to the left or the right like extremely to the left or the right but like where i mean at least where i live that's definitely not the case it is i live in the middle of like nowhere and it is a lot of farm country and they are very much like not down the middle here. <laughs> it is well, I mean, way to the right. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, everything's relative, right? So, so yeah. in America, That's where your yeah. lib- yeah. liberal is, like, I, I think the Democrats in Europe would be considered a right wing party. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it, sh- it shouldn't be surprising. And again, it's just a problem with a you know, binary, one dimensional left right spectrum. It, it's, it's always going to be messed a, up, right? You an should unbiased uh, news source too. I mean, obviously, you can of get. Of course, like, the news costs a lot people. of money to be made, right? <laughs> yeah. Obviously, you can get people who are trying not to be biased, but I mean, they're reporting it in the way that they think they believe is like the most honest as well, from their own perspective. So it, it's it's uh, an unrecognized bias at, at certain points too. Well, well, sure, but I mean, those yeah. people who are only seen by a few thousand people are probably the least biased. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not saying. But anytime yeah, you have tens of millions of views, yeah. no, no. But anytime you have tens of millions of views, there's probably mm-hmm. some sponsorship behind it. And true, I now, this saying. is interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm doing a series right now, looking into right wing YouTube grifters, and mm-hmm. you know some of them are just obviously sponsored by Koch Brothers oil money, right? Your yeah. your your Ben Shapiro's, Jordan Peterson, uh, Stephen Crowder. You can you know, find out who his sponsors are and who's paying for him to grift. Um, mm. but, but, but there's other people, the new generation, who I think just the algorithm have cha- trained, right? Because there's this big audience, like the, the algorithm just teaches them, ah, the more crazy right-wing shit you say, <laughs> the more yeah. likes and clicks you'll get. <laughs> and, and, and so for them, they're just like, well, you know, every time I post a video with nuance, right? Like, uh, it doesn't do so well. <laughs> but anytime I go... People want to watch crazy. like outrage entertainment. 
yeah more than they do something that's down the middle i think too and, and that's scary like it's it's mm-hmm. one thing when an evil oil corporation is paying people to say global warming's a hoax like mm-hmm. obviously that's damaging but it's another thing when we start spouting evil opinions not for anyone's immediate financial benefit but just because the algorithm machine yeah. learning has decided that that's the path of best I mean, profit see, for google I, I was trying to think of like like abortion for example like they'll say like i know this is from like people in my universe that i am aware of or they're like they'll like some of them will watch they'll like come up to me and say that oh i saw a video where like their babies are born and then they kill them afterwards and then other people will say like oh man like it's it's not even a person or whatever like you'll you'll get two very different ends of this and then you'll have well, some people that are more in the middle aligned with uh you know whatever but, else but this this but is why they work so hard to define the middle right because when i yeah. watch american discourse on abortion it's just ludicrously mad and they're like oh in mm-hmm. europe they have sane laws whereas here they're you know aborting two-year-old babies and you're like yeah and i'm just a centrist in the middle being like well i mean surely there's a reasonable cutoff point and you're like no one's aborting two-year-old babies that is just no. a lie <laughs> i just mean in terms of like what's getting views like people want to sure. watch like yeah. these extreme but you like, understand how important yeah. anchoring is right and when people mm-hmm. decide where the middle is yeah, uh, the right has shifted so far crazy yeah. right that they're just shifting what the center is in air quotes like into really weird territory even with like a news article too a lot of times it's not even that that's not even the content they just use like the clickbaity title to to draw people in um where it's like are people killing three-year-olds because they don't want have, to have kids and yeah, if you the read article, the article, like, the answer is no. But no one reads yeah. the article, right? They just share yeah. the headline. Exactly. <laughs> and then yeah. com- argue in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> so here's yeah. a fun fact. Uh, <laughs> uh, are you familiar with the meme that America sees itself as Captain America, but the rest of the world sees itself as, as Homelander? Similar, yeah. I Have you seen the videos of people going to like Trump rallies dressed up as Homelander? Yeah, this is what I was going to say, right? Like, this yeah. is how far we've shifted right, is that that's the old meme from five years ago. And now I yeah. think that actually the right sees America as Homelander or wants to be Homelander, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like sees that as a good thing, wishes America had less diplomacy and more shoot first, ask questions second or never. Yeah. <laughs> America would love that impotent psychotic rage of just attacking yeah, anyone that didn't first. send them a Christmas card, right? <laughs> It shoot first, and then anyone asking questions also gets shot. Yeah, that's sort of the, yeah. yeah. No, th- this is it. Like what what used to be parody when it was written six years ago is now scarily close to reality. Yeah, it's like that's that's boring nonsense compared to the reality at times. Yeah, yeah it's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think you're at a point where you know Captain America is about to be viewed as like some woke pussy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, we're at the point now where like. The fact that they cast like black people in any role whatsoever and they get hate for it is oh, it's insane. outrage. Like they have, yeah, no, I, what was like, the most I, recent one? Ariel okay. and the Little Mermaid was one they were complaining about. Yeah, um, yeah. I I thought, oh, like Lord of the one. Rings. It's like it's fine to have Lord orcs and hobbits, yeah. right, and yeah. elves and tree people, but sorry, mm-hmm. a black person—that's not realistic. <laughs> like, I, I can't suspend my disbelief anymore. Sorry. I. It's like. <laughs> That's the thing. I don't understand the outrage. Like, I understand complaining. Like, if you're mad that they're not able to use the lore and stuff, like that's fair enough. Like, I get that you're upset if they're not sticking to like the lore of the, you know, the story that you're like a huge fan of, and you've. You no, know, no, but 
put a lot of time into. I, but it's let's like let's be real tone. here, right? So How dumb. many times Lawrence of Arabia were they using white actors to play Arab actors, or mm-hmm. Breakfast at Tiffany's white actors to play Asian actors, or like you can go down the list. And for the last hundred years, Even it's in, like, mostly religion. been yeah. Of, like I know, growing up, like going to my grandparents' church, every picture oh, of Jesus is like a white Jesus, white yeah. guy. He's like Ewan McGregor in uh, Star Wars. Yeah, but you know what really boils my blood? The idea of Ariel the Little Mermaid not Oof. being white. I know. It's, it's a fictional cartoon uh, the, character people. that lives under the water. It's half human, half fish. Do you, do you know why they start this culture war nonsense though, right? Because the right have been Just in power for, for decades. Right? They've been in power for decades, neoliberal, mm-hmm. austerity, like just give the capitalists free market, trickle down economics, and the world's falling to pieces. And, and and you know, they don't want us questioning, hey, like we gave you tax cuts for the rich. We gave you more expensive things for the poor. We bailed out the banks. We did everything you said would help the economy, and it's made the economy worst for 99% of people. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, let's talk about trans people in bathrooms in Minnesota. You're like, no, let's not. Let's yeah. fucking talk about how you've been in power and fucked everything up. <laughs> no, no, let's talk about Disney. Yeah. <laughs> Disney being "quote unquote" woke is ruining <laughs> America. Apparently, <coughs> sorry, I'm just <coughs> laughing at <coughs> the idea of woke Disney. So here's a fun fact that not a lot of people know. Do you know how much the Pentagon sponsors the Marvel movies for? Yeah, I don't know. I've not looked. Yeah. I, to be fair, I, I don't keep up with Marvel very much. So people hate me for it. No, I mean. <laughs> It's, I'm not woke enough. <laughs> well, the opposite. So here's, here's the, the yeah. joyful irony, and the boy speaks to this very well, mm-hmm. is that Marvel is pro-military propaganda, and most American movies are. You can't, any film you have with a helicopter, a tank in, right? Mm-hmm. You can't make it. You know, how much would it cost to rent all of these things? And it's not yeah. not just renting it, but the insurance for it, Right. The special effects, the da-da-da, it gets into the millions. And so the Pentagon worked out very early on. They've got nothing but that equipment lying around, right? And so they can provide it to Hollywood. on it, yeah. Yeah, right? (laughs) At the taxpayer's expense. So not only will they give these Hollywood movies a tax break if they give a pro-military thing, they'll give them free military equipment, free military personnel. All they have to do is approve of the script and make sure it doesn't say anything against American Imperial War Machine. Hmm. And this sounds like crazy left-wing conspiracy shit. Look it up. I guarantee you it's actually what happens that any time a movie has a big budget and and needs military equipment, or military personnel even, right? if it doesn't want soldiers who've got some weird name, if it wants to reference the U.S. Army, which is a copyrighted trademark term, right? (laughs) it has to pay the man. And in order to pay the man, it has to get the, the script approved. And so... You know, any movie that gets released like that is copaganda, it's propaganda, it, it's supporting the American military industrial complex. And and mm. Marvel does that beautifully. Even some characters that are sort of like meant to be and historically have been quite critical of the American government r- really struggles, right? Like to, to actually have that criticism in place. And uh, yeah. again, you haven't seen Marvel and it's not the point of this episode, but the, you know, the winter soldier, there's a great scene where, you know, he's like criticizing the system and, you know, senators, if you don't do better, we'll have more evil terrorists sort of thing, but that's it. You, like that, that, that's the end of the critique is he just tells yeah. the senator, you better do better. And the guy's like, yeah, sure I will. And you're like, he won't. 
<laughs> like, like no one <laughs> believes our government will do better because and that, whole... i think that's one of the ones they consider to be one of the better marvel movies mm. is captain america winter soldier i've heard that that's like from a number of different sources people i know and people i don't know where they consider that one of the better movies marvel movie. yeah yeah but that's as close as you can come Right, right. Mm-hmm. To criti- and it wasn't criticizing the military. It's criticizing an individual senator. Like, oh, you mm-hmm. can do better, sir. Like, okay. Right, <laughs> All right, let's vote about it every five years and see if that fixes the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, that's how it is. Anytime we need more military spending, that budget gets passed immediately. Anything that would help people, that's ah, weight on it. We don't want to throw money around like crazy. <sighs> Might be a waste of money to help people. <laughs> God, how much did America just send to uh, Ukraine? I don't remember. I think fifty billion or something. <laughs> and then, yeah, like even I mean, we like, spent one point three trillion at the start of COVID for nothing, literally nothing. We just gave it to the top like point zero one percent, hoping it would trickle down somehow. Uh, well, it was tough times for the point zero one percent, right? Now. It's true. It's true. <laughs> they were struggling in lockdowns, just like everyone else was. They were worried about whether or not they'd be able to fly privately to another country. I mean, for a bit, they won. Right? It, was, it was really sad. Yeah. <laughs> I need to make sure they each got an extra couple of mils sent their way. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, and this is it. Like, uh, you you know, you had your student loan forgiveness in ironic air quotes. So and we, mm-hmm. we had a similar thing. Um, I don't know if you've seen, but in, in the UK, uh, our energy bills are about to quadruple, right? Um, and people are going to die, literally. And yeah. the government raced to the rescue and said, we're going to cap the prices of energy so that no one has to pay more than three times what they're already paying. Which, mm. I mean, sounds terrible on paper, but you know, people yeah. kind of accepted it. Then you look into it, you're like, oh, brilliant. So you're telling the energy companies, fuck off, you've taken record profits this year, right? Yeah. So you can only make three times more than you're making now price of oil be damned no that's not actually what they did when they say cap what they meant is we're going to pay everything above that the government's going to pay with taxpayer money to to ensure that the energy companies keep making record profits so what in fact they announced was a bailout of the energy companies disguised as helping the people Mm. and and it's amazing at a time of record profits for energy companies to announce that we're going to jump in and save the energy company yeah that's (laughs) yeah I mean, I, I know we're going off on tangent not speaking about the boys, but I've heard your podcast. You do that often. So. <laughs> yep, it, this absolutely happens where we'll be talking about something. It goes on a tangent. We never return to the original point. We'll, we'll get back to the boys for sure. <laughs> yeah, it happens a lot. I mean, even especially like look at Texas and California. Their power grids are completely outdated. They can't maintain what it is. And what do they do? They tell people, hey, don't run any electricity. Yeah, just, just pull yourself up by your bootstraps, right? Like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I love that phrase. I'm like, what is the, do you know what the origin of that is? And I do, yeah. Like, yeah, it just means, yeah. it means like, you know, tough it out. I'm like, no. No, it's, literally it's parody. The military. <laughs> it's a military it's saying, possible, do the right? impossible. It's, and they're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, just got to tough it out, I guess. I'm like, you're not understanding oh. this. <laughs> no, and, and this is amazing just to show how religious the political right has become. And I mean, small R religious, right? In, in a time when it's never been more important to become less dependent on oil and gas, right? Like yeah. Europe's literally crippled. 
we, we threatened to boycott Russia. We then didn't have the guts to do it. Not a lot of people realize this. We said we'd boycott Russia. Then we didn't boycott Russia. We're like, oh, we'll boycott you in 2023. <laughs> and we failed so hard to boycott Russia. Yeah. Boy, Russia boycotted themselves. And went, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to stop selling your oil. And we're like, no, don't do that to us. <laughs> Like, what we never, we never even boycott Russia. We never even <laughs> responded to Ukraine. We just gave some good speeches, threatening that we might in a couple of years' time. And at this point, people go, "Oh God, wouldn't it be good in the hottest summer on record to have some more solar panels?" And we're like, "Some more solar panels? Ooh, that sounds like pussy soy boy talk." <laughs> like, and you're like, "Okay." L- like at this point, you can't speak rationally to these people. They are insane. Yeah. No, it's like with uh, electric vehicles. I have this conversation with my grandfather a lot about like electric vehicles. He's like, they want you to buy electric vehicles, but we don't have the energy to, to, you know, charge them up or anything. I'm like, well, that's why you have to, you know, redo the energy grid. You have to work on the energy grid that's woefully out of date. He's like, well, no one wants to pay for that. I'm like, we could stop just throwing money away, maybe focus well, on that. Nuts because you know your gra- it's just our granddad's generation instead of actually working towards the solution. Our granddad's generation was the most socialist of all. They were forever investing in infrastructure. Mm-hmm. It's why things are so good, able to survive today because yeah. of that massive investment that came from the post-war thing, where you just had a bunch of senior people who'd served in the military who just went, "What's the sensible, rational, efficient thing to do?" Mm-hmm. Right? It was just wartime thinking. Right. And now it's so, uh, yeah. I was talking to my dad yesterday. He's very right wing, and I think, especially lockdown social media, he's drifted further right. Uh, I've gone the other way. Uh, And, you know, he's what about the Soviet Union, uh, the gulags, all that? And I said, look, it's very simple. What was wrong with the Soviet Union is we had a monopoly of power, right? You had state power, complete monopoly, right? And what America have done is the opposite. They've given corporations a complete monopoly of power. Mm. And, uh, and, and that's always a problem, right? Like you should always have free market competition. And that's why certain things, I, I wouldn't say ban the privatization of them. I would say have a national competitor. And, and the yeah. reason why the capitalists are so against having a nationalized competition is because they couldn't compete. They, mm. they couldn't. Like, like in a fair marketplace, who would go with the energy companies they're they're incredibly inefficient incredibly wasteful they give more than 70 percent of the money to um, their shareholders and look you don't have this comparison in america because it's such a big country but in europe right we have country by country we we have this experiment run right so the example i always give to people go oh you can't nationalize energy because it doesn't work interesting because france nationalized energy and right now that company is so much more efficient than the british privatized companies that france is able to sell energy to england and make a massive profit the the nationalized government company runs better than all of the english free market privatized companies yeah over here we have the uh, the illusion of choice mm. where they say if you don't like what your energy company is doing go to a different one but that's, yeah. it's just impossible because there isn't another one. Like, yeah, like water, right? Like, the, the, yeah. there's not, you, you can't turn off one tap and turn on another. The, there's no yeah. free market for water or Absolutely sewage, not, yeah. or it's nonsense. The same yeah. with housing, right? Like, oh, God. And I'm preaching to the choir, I know. <laughs> but as uh, Bill Hicks said, you know, 52 channels of freedom, right? Enjoy. 
Yeah, we have, uh, even now, like so much, especially in COVID, like right after COVID, right after COVID, like we're, like we're done with it. But like after like the huge like peak of COVID uh, in 2020 and then 2021 there, uh, you know, housing has gone crazy here in the U.S. with so many people uh, buying up houses just to rent them out, which is just caused rent to skyrocket. It, it, like rent is so expensive everywhere now. Cost of houses are so expensive now. And so many private companies are buying up all the houses. Yeah, here's where I get conspiracy theory. It's not. It's easy to blame private renters, but mm-hmm. what that is is the top ten percent making the bottom ninety percent fight with each other, sure. right? Because the private renter, sure, like you, you can argue whether there should be a, you know, council housing we call it, like a, a nationalized uh, housing. Um, mm-hmm. But, but yeah, absolutely. The problem is corporations buying up housing, and, and what yeah. happened is corp- corporations like BlackRock bought up all of the offices in inner cities just before lockdown happened. And whoops, that was a bad investment. <laughs> but they they were too big to fold. So what they did is say to yeah, Trump and then Biden, both complicit in the same thing. Uh, yeah keep the money going up, keep the lines going up. And they just started buying up all commercial real estate. Now, you know, the last financial crash, you had a a real big problem because you had a bunch of people uh, buying, selling houses to people that couldn't afford it. But now corporations that can't afford it are borrowing money that's not theirs to buy land at prices that aren't affordable. They're just intentionally inflating the price up to sell to a bigger fool. Mm-hmm. That bubble is going to burst very soon. And when it does, we'll realize that the stock market, the tech bubble, <laughs> the housing market, the banks are all mm-hmm. far too interwined and over leveraged. That's the thing too. Every time com- these companies get bailed out, they just put that back into their own shares. They just bump up their own value, artificially inflate it. They're not actually doing anything with that money most of the time. I don't know how many times I've seen it happen where they have these bailouts, so to speak, and then a bunch of the employees get laid off, yet somehow the company makes record profits, their value the sh- skyrockets. And it's the like, shareholders get massive close. money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, then look, when, this, when this crash happens, you'll have all these companies, right, crying, sad signs, and, you know, yeah, the, the top money so they feel 10% better. will be really sad. Oh, more worse than that, if you don't give money, the whole economy will collapse, right? Like, you yeah, have exactly. to. Even though they made terrible investments and, you know, intentionally taking advantage, knowing that they'll get a pay- bailout at the end. <laughs> um, and, and then when they do, what happens to all these, the, the top 0.1% that have been getting all of these uh, dividends throughout and paying no tax on it throughout? Is when the economy crashes, they'll buy a buy at the bottom, right? Buy low, sell high. Like, mm-hmm. I had some uh, some numbers here. China spent six point one billion on U.S. real estate last year. Uh, India spent three point six billion, Mexico two point nine billion, and Brazil one point six billion. Those sure. Are the top I mean, it was the Bitcoin of last year, right? <laughs> U.S. real estate was, yeah. and, and and this is it, like. The fact that the numbers went up last year just shows how broken our system is. It, it was like COVID was going for yet another year. No number should have been going up, but someone has to make money somehow. So they just pumped and soon they will dump. Yeah, it's crazy how every single one of these, like so many of these huge companies had absolutely record-breaking profits and yet somehow they keep getting bailed out and get getting all these uh, 
these loans and things like that. And it's like, people are sitting around like, okay, we got, what was it? I think we got $1,200. Like they sent out to citizens. Yeah. This is a, this is not really helpful. (laughs) No. And again, that was talked about like it was some huge cash grab. You're like, it's nothing compared to name one corporation. It it was a pittance. Absolutely insane. How they just throw money at corporations and they expect I mean, they know what they're doing. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not so naive to think that they have no idea what they're doing. But like, yeah, the way they throw money, at large corporations and, and the wealthy people. And that's like, all right, well, I guess we can try and scrape a little off the bottom of the barrel to give to the, you know, to the average American. Sure. But I mean, if you look, uh, you know, again, this is a, yeah. a by design, not a bug of the system. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you look how severely underfunded the SEC is uh, I don't know if you've seen John Stewart's new show on Apple TV. Oh, I I knew he had. It. I did not see it though. I don't uh, I don't have like really any subscriptions. Just, I have Amazon Prime, but it's not even for. I, I you know name. get a VPN, torrent it, whatever yeah, you have to do. If, just... if it, someone if people just happen to send me a link to the show, yeah, um, you know I hate when people do that. So please, audience, don't whatever you do, do not send me links to this show. Don't don't yeah. send it to my Twitter at Jay Moskers or that, that at would because that would be illegal, yeah. right? And, and yeah. yeah, don't. I don't want you guys yeah. to do that. Um, no, I highly recommend it. And, and and he goes into the you know the, the SEC and and asks how hard it is for them to fund things. And he says, well, mm-hmm. okay, we're, we're we're the least funded police branch. Imagine you've got you know uh, trying to shoot black people in the street. That gets loads of money, right? Like Biden just announced, oh, let's have more funding for. That those police officers right like um and uh yeah the sec is like trying to bring down the world's trillionaire companies right has mm-hmm. the least funding of all like, like they're literally impoverished and every time they try and take one of these companies down for obvious law breaking they get tied up in red tape by these massive evil lawyers nothing they can do right like and and it's just a joke and to bring it back to the boys <laughs> it parodies that beautifully right where in the in the i think it's the last season or not this one uh huey joins right the uh the government organization responsible i think it's for... the end of season two like that's how the season wraps and then he starts there in season three yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah yeah he, this he's... is a great 40 minute conversation about the boys <laughs> <laughs> i brought it back applause to me yeah. <laughs> so... Um, I have to do this in my podcast a lot as well, just like kind of <laughs> disentangle the tangents. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, Huey ends up working for the government organization responsible for stopping the soups and their evil acts, right? And, and mm-hmm. you know, they're doing little stuff, yeah, you know, yeah. that gets some press headlines and makes people feel good about themselves, stopping the worst, most obvious actors. Um I mean, this speaks very, I work in tech, right? And and so mm-hmm. you can see the head of Uber, who was responsible for sexual harassment, breaking loads of laws, corruption with many, many countries, you know, literally paying politicians to break their own employment laws. None of that was why he was got fired. He only got fired when he started tweeting stuff that was embarrassing the board and lowering the share mm-hmm. value. 
right? And, and so the, the boys beautifully parodies how you can do all kinds of evil as long as you're not lowering the share value of Voight Corporation. Yeah. Um, and, and, and likewise, I think it's parody of the corporatization of Black Lives Matter um, it was beautifully handled and, and, and really well done. You see A-Train uh, as this, you know, selfish, pampered, coward of a celebrity. Um, but but yeah, literally when, you know, uh, Blue Hawk, who represents like Blue Lives Matter, police yeah. violence, right? Uh, he, he's just unable to do anything of value to stop it because yeah corporate america what was their response to black lives matter they cancelled was it aunt jemima pancakes right yeah it's a uh the pearl milling company now i think is what they're called fine i mean no one of any substance like and the right mock that but no one of any substance in the black lives matter movement was campaigning against no. Aunt Jemima Pancakes. Like, that, that was... Yeah, there was it, a number of them. I forget what they were. There was like two or three um, that all got Uncle like... Ben's Rice, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just people, you know, it's just a corporation standing in front of an issue and being like, hey, we can steal some of this sunshine. Yeah, like, like brownie like, points. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, you're not fucking helping. Get out of the way. Shut up. <laughs> right? Like, it's yeah. deeply cynical, but I don't know. Did the boys leave you with any hope? <laughs> Like the Amazon Prime releasing a anti-capitalist parody. The ending of season three is like so on the nose for, uh, you know, what has been happening where it's just like literally what Trump said. He's like, I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't let it lose any votes. That's literally what Homelander is doing there at the end where he blasts the guy's head off. Yeah. And everyone uh, starts cheering him. And that's what it ends up with. Everyone just going, oh, yeah, the thing's become so polarized, right? Like Mm -hmm. even Starlight, who I I think is a great analogy of, I suppose, she's Britney Spears. (laughs) She's she's Britney Spears and the Me Too movement, right, all combined. Um, Yeah, but it just shows up. You end up with protesters on both sides, right? And the media being like, oh, I guess, you know, it depends. Like some media will go one way and some media will go another way. And. Yes, Homeland ends up literally murdering someone in the middle of Times Square and uh, yeah, gets away with it. Yeah. yeah, it's, I don't know. It's it's crazy how, uh, I it, I feel like if, if what is happening right now had happened 15 years ago, it'd be a very different story. I oh, like God. So I mean, it's such a shame that extreme. as bad as things were 15 years ago, yeah, they would be considered what was, what they decent, Politicians, pussy politicians. I mean, look at how John McCain was treated, right? Like John McCain mm-hmm. used to be looked at as a batshit crazy right winger, yeah. right? And then, and then towards the end of his career, like he was, you know, that like when there was this Alex Jones rhetoric about Barack Obama being a Muslim terrorist. Yeah, you, you see John McCain fighting that. Remember that clip? And he's just like, he's, he's like, nah. that was a good man. I forget, I forget <laughs> no. what he said, but. Yeah, he's he like, just no, has to talk this woman it. down. He's like, yeah. no, that's fucking nonsense. And I can't imagine that doing that now. Who's uh, Marjorie yeah. Green Taylor? Is it the Jewish? Marjorie Taylor Green, yeah. That's the one. There's Jewish space lasers. That's yeah. one of the things Do, do you know who her new campaign manager is? I don't know. I don't. I I do my best to just not see anything she says. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, me too. But I found this highly <laughs> amusing slash terrifying. Uh, Milo Yiannopoulos. Remember oh, him? God, I do know who that is. Yeah, yeah, he's he's joined her campaign team, Good grief. <laughs> which means you're going to be hearing more from both of them real soon. Yeah. He's kind of insane too. Mm. 
he was the one that tried to rationalize being molested as a child. Um, being a thing. God, don't don't catch me about to defend this, but I think a lot of people who've been molested as a child try and rationalize it in some way, right? Yeah, no, he, he I forget. I, we won't I just, judge his no, but I just there. found like the right were able to forgive him for almost everything, and that yeah. was a, a step too far. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, her, she's crazy. Like the the fact that people are latching on to people who can't even finish school, like uh, Lauren Bebert, Bobert, I forgot how to pronounce her name. It's like high school dropout, married to a guy that flashed a bunch of children at a bowling alley. Yep. Like as a, as a sex offender, and they're like, and they're all about her because she, as long as she hates the quote unquote the left, you know, it's it's all good. I'm like, why why are these the people you want to try? Like, I don't care what you. Well, you believe, like, why are these the people you're latching on to? Like, the worst possible people to represent you. I mean, you have to apologize these days for having an education, right? It seems that way. Like, if you go to college, you're considered, like, uh, like uppity, I guess, in some in some spots. Yeah. I mean, like, the yeah. argument used to be if you, you weren't paid enough, right? Like, well, mm-hmm. you fuck you, you should have gone to college and got a better job, yeah. right? And now, in the last few years, it shifted to, like, Nope. You should be a welder. That's the only jobs now. Is yeah. Work, working class jobs. Yeah. It, I don't know. It's it's weird. Like I said, like the former president stole nuclear secrets and stashed them at his golf resort. And people are still defending. I'm like, how are you defending them? Their defense now, I don't know if you saw this, their defense was... Uh, the golf resort where he buried his ex-wife to try and save some money on taxes? Yes. Yeah. Ah, cool story, bro. Because they put that picture out showing like all the paperwork that they'd, they spread it out on the floor to showcase it. And the defense they're using now is clearly he didn't steal nuclear secrets because he wouldn't have kept them on the floor like that. And like, yeah, oh, that's that's the best defense. Obviously, in this day and age, just to, to be like, it. dude, yeah. dude, surely he couldn't be that stupid and that criminal, right? That, that's their only defense. Isn't yeah, it? it's surely. like. It's like, that's not what they were saying, but that's the defense they're going with. And then, of course, you know, people run with that because like, oh, he wouldn't have kept him on the floor like that. It's, clearly, this whole thing's a hoax, which is the new buzzword for everybody. It has been for like five and a half, six years now. Everything's deny, 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 right? Like, yeah. And, and the, uh, Trump's presidency was based on, you know, the, the new cycle works very well on his scandal. Here's the video of someone saying sorry. And Trump just went, if I just never say sorry. Yeah. Like there's never the that thing. satisfaction of yeah. like, ah, cool. We got him for that thing. Just never yeah. fucking say sorry. And that's why things just got more and more insane. And there's the generation of politicians watching that going, oh, okay. That's how we play the game. I, I, I weep I, for Kanye West president. I, I actually think it's more likely than Kanye West for president with uh, some of the people we've mentioned in the last 10 minutes as vice president. I, I see it happening. I really do. It's it's insane. He won't become president because he's yeah. Too many people have gone so far to the deep end that they will never vote for a black person. Like, but with Obama, it wasn't as crazy back then. Obviously, there was a lot of you know stuff surrounding. Oh, you know, Obama's like Obama's president is the reason why America went mental. Like, yeah. just having a black person in power just sent a third of the country just off the fucking deep end, and that's all it takes. And once you have so many ag- aggravated, angry people. Amplified by social media, yeah, I don't. I, I'm not sure your country will ever recover. Yeah, well, like you said too, like so many people now are like they will not admit they were, like they're wrong about anything or 
or they won't admit that, you know, they made a mistake, which is not going to happen. It's like, that's, that's how I, especially with some people I know, they won't admit like, oh man, like I could sit down and talk to them and we could agree on most things. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, well, this is what you want. Like, you think like, this is reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's like, all right, well, why would, you know, why, why would you vote for this person or not for this person, whatever. And it's like, well, you know, I can't vote for that person. They want to like take away all my guns or, you know, they want to like kill babies. I'm like, well, that's just, that's just not true. Mm. It's, it, they're fighting like an, like a boogeyman that doesn't exist. Yeah. And, and you end up when you're debating with them, like wrestling spaghetti. <laughs> it just yeah. doesn't make sense. It's like, <laughs> no, and this is it. Like I literally have a podcast beyond binary. I, mm. I, you know, I believe in everyone's right to disagree with me and have differing opinions. Yeah. I, I think it's bullshit. Like I have some opinions that would be classified on the right, some on the left, some on the center. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think, you know, the binary dichotomy and putting people in buckets is nonsense, right? Like the way you feel about abortion shouldn't dictate the way you feel about foreign policy or fiscal policy or exactly. yeah, uh, right. But, but people just want to tribalistically fall into yeah. camp A or camp B, it's, the it's blue team or the red team, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah nonsense and i understand the caveman mentality of it but you know god damn when you sit down and talk to someone and, and mm-hmm. try and find out but how do Even you like- feel and as soon as they start saying just a different set of facts that you're like i'm gonna so the big one the anti-vaxxers right i'm mm-hmm. entirely sympathetic as you know whatever you want to label me a socialist anarchist i'm entirely sympathetic with the cynicism of big government and the medical industrial complex and Mm -hmm. the medicine for profit right so so you know i've always been like cool you have my ear right and at the start when the vaccines were just coming out and a bunch of people like i don't trust it i don't trust it i went i am not gonna shout people down like some people did i'm like that's fair enough right i don't trust pfizer either fuck them right but but now the experiment's being run for two years. You're like, show me the figures for all these blood clots and heart attacks that you said would happen two years ago. I'm still waiting for the data champ. And they went, you know, and they go through, our lockdowns shouldn't have happened. It would have been better. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's up for debate, right? Like different countries handled COVID different ways. And really, I mean, the best thing would have been done is an early and hard lockdown. Doing, Doing it late is kind of a waste of everyone's time, to be honest. Yeah. but the scientists are saying that from the start but but i'm just like show me the data champ and i and i will i will change my mind but they just that, they just don't reply to me then they're like, uh, uh. it's interesting to watch like the way people perceive the vaccine uh during covid obviously trump had the operation warp speed to try and get the vaccines rolled out quicker and everyone was like ah look trump's getting the the vaccine out you know all these leftists you know you have to it's going to be called the trump vaccine you have to take the trump vaccine and the second Biden took over as president, all of Trump's followers, none, like not all of them, I'm exaggerating. So many of those same groups of people would not take the vaccine because they didn't trust the Biden administration. <laughs> it was the exact same vaccine with the same companies. It, it was literally a political issue. And, it's, and, it, and it, it had no business to become one, right? No, no, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. It, it literally like the second he takes over, it's like, oh, we're going to flip flop on who's taking the vaccine. And it's, that's how it was too. Like I, I know so many people I know were not going to take it because, like, oh, Trump's rushing this out the door just to get it out and say he has it, and then everyone took it right away. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay. But what and, changed besides the name of the person standing at the podium? 
and and the boys parodies this yeah. beautifully like it doesn't matter which side you know whether you're for homelander or against homelander they're, they're a set mm-hmm. of media with their sponsors behind them ready to hoover up your attention yeah and your marketing dollar right yeah i mean i all like i I'm, i've said this i think on the show before like i waited to get the vaccine for a couple months just to see like what actually happened because like yeah. i i wanted to at least know what the the information was about it yeah, like like, like lemmings, right? Like or penguins on the ice. You got to like yeah. push someone else in first and see the results and go. Oh, uh, fair I mean, enough. We, we got it after that. I, I think we've had we've had at least three shots now. I think I think we're eligible for the fourth one. I, yeah, I had three um, shots and and I've had COVID and hmm. I, I'm just not tempted by another one. I don't know. Yeah, no, but like I said, like I waited at least a little bit because I was like, I, I at least want to get some information on this. I don't. I understand hesitating. When it's something like brand, quote unquote, brand new. No, they did it best, right? They 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 rolled it out. Now this is dark, but f- they rolled it out with the third world and the ninety year olds first. <laughs> yeah, uh, and yeah, <laughs> like I actually, I was eligible for like an early, like we had it like group A, B, C, like what, I forget how they phrased it, and I was eligible to get it early because I'm considered press, even though I don't work in in the press, <laughs> but. The, oh, the press were up. eligible to get that is such an American solution. I guess because yeah. they needed you guys to push it, right? We were in like the, I forget what it was. We were like the third tier of people or sec, second tier. I forget how it worked out. It's been a while. That's yeah, we were, I was able to get it early because I work with people that are press. I guess they saw the press as simultaneously expendable and, and also useful to promote it should they survive. Well, even like <laughs> even like during lockdowns, like they had different categories of like who was had to close up who was able to be open at certain like small amounts of times, like, like restaurants could be open, but for takeout or delivery only. Um, whereas oh, like, the, the, you know what I mean? the big thing was like who they decided was a key worker during the pandemic mm-hmm. versus who's allowed to get a pay rise now. Yeah. The difference with that. And the big thing as well was like, I don't know about America, but in England, the rules were um, everyone should stay at home. Unless your boss decides you should come into the office, yeah. In which case, forget all the rules. And 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 if had it been a serious, you know, medically based COVID response, lockdowns would have mm-hmm. happened in January 2020, right? Yeah. And then been completely hard. Flights would have stopped. I mean, look at how New Zealand handled it, right? The mm-hmm. the, the countries that handled it were scientifically based and did it hard and early had the least damaged economies even if you were just a selfish capitalist right like even if really like fuck people i just want to maximize profits for my company as a free market trickle down economist right listen to the smartest people in the room lock the country down hard lock it down for a few months and wait and see but they couldn't help themselves because we we just have such short-termism our whole system is geared up so tightly this whole just-in-time delivery economics where, you know, it's built in China on Monday, arrives in the Middle East on Wednesday and sold in America on Friday, right? Mm-hmm. Next day delivery, Amazon, who also make the boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like where I work in particular too, like that's how, like we, everywhere around us was closed down. Like all the local businesses were closed down, which is like without doxing myself entirely but like my job revolves around me visiting businesses for advertising 
Right. Right. I guess my job. And so I couldn't really go out. So they had us come into the office to work, even though we, our job revolves around us working remotely, essentially. So they, it was the weirdest way. Like they had us come into the office and we'd sit there in the office all day working for whatever reason. Like, I don't know why we had to go in until, I don't know, I think it was May. We finally were able to go, we were able to work from home and it was, it was the most pointless thing. And now I work mostly remotely anyway. And again, anyway, you know why? Because they were paying for that office real estate and they were paying the rent on it. I don't know why we still do it. Like we realistically, the company I work for does not need an office. We all have laptops that we use to connect remotely anyway. Yeah. There's nothing we use in-house that we need. Because office real estate, like, so five years ago, if you started a tech company, you could borrow money for nothing. Like free, interest-free, twenty-minute conversation. There are literally apps where, like, borrow money now for zero interest. Like, if you're a tech company, they just used to throw free money at you. That only ended in the last year, and that's office real estate now. They are so terrified that that's going to collapse. That yeah, Yeah. if you're prepared to commit to a five-year contract, you you can right now rent an office for nothing. Like like, the company I work for is unbelievably old-fashioned. They're terrified of like letting the employees work remotely. They're terrified about using new technology. All the com- the computers we had in office are were like two out like from two thousand and three. Like they, you know, it, so you had to go in an office and work on Windows XP. <laughs> and uh, like that, it was like a, a I think it was the Windows Outlook like two thousand and three as well. Wow. Mate, I know. Like, I've literally built my company by hiring people who had to work at companies like that and being like, or yeah. you could work from home and work for me. And I won't check what hours you're working. I will just fucking trust you. And then like, my company started three years ago. We were remote from day one, worked from home from day one because we couldn't afford an office. Then lockdown hit, nothing changed. In fact, it actually helped us. Yeah. And I know this is insensitive to say, but it's just the cold truth. It used to be really hard to compete with our competitors who were flying around the world to all these international conferences, right? Yeah. Then it just became Zoom calls, and we're like, yeah, like we'd like we'd do like a, a conference in Brazil, conference in North America, a conference in Asia, like just from our desk, like, and yeah, we just massively grew, yeah, and we hired top talent who were being told by their bosses, oh, you have to commute to to, to head office, risk COVID, for uh, yeah. and leave your wife at home with the kids, looking after them because they can't go to school, and I was just like, nope. It's fine. Don't do it because it makes no yeah. fucking sense. Everything about my employer is woefully old fashioned. It, I mean, the most people I work with are in like their 50s and upper 50s. I'm way younger than everyone else I work with. And it's like that refusal to update things. Like I, I mentioned like, oh, instead of sending out like a group email every time you want to like figure something out, why don't we just use like Slack or something similar to that? I'm like, oh. he's got the chat. And they're like, I don't know what that is. I'm like, well, I can explain it. They're like, no, nah, what we have works fine for now. If we need to upgrade, we can. Like, this isn't like a huge issue. Like, this is, but it's like that sort of mentality of like, we don't want to change anything because we're used to what we have. But and, it must, uh, I mean, yeah. for all the frustrations, it must be kind of fun being the youngest. They, they must think of you as a genius, right? <laughs> it's, it's interesting. It, yet it gets frustrating because like, I'm the guy they come to with like tech questions. And so I always give the same response. I don't know anything about technology. I just, I just happen to use like new computers and iPhones. 
I, I have no interest in being the tech guy because I don't want an extra job that I'm not getting paid for. So I have um, to ask, what do you mm-hmm. think of the incredible cynical thing of Amazon, the most capitalist of capitalist corporations, um, not only forcing people to work through the pandemic, but also producing the boys, uh, anti-capitalist parody? Yeah, it's it's interesting, especially with the way they keep it seemingly like, I, again, I have no inside knowledge of how Amazon works, but it seems like they keep doing the thing where it's like, oh, we keep expecting faster and faster, you know, speeding up to, I mean, they, uh, they must, I'm sure they're growing massively, constantly. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean they, they were one of the main beneficiaries of the, the pandemic because yeah. mom and pop stores had to close down Amazon. I, like, I have never seen so many Amazon trucks on my roads. It's crazy. We didn't have Amazon trucks before the pandemic, uh, as far yeah. as, like, or at least around where I live here. Like I said, I live oh. in the middle of nowhere. So Dude, true story. Out. No word of a lie. Literally a month ago, driving down a narrow country lane, and it's just mm-hmm. like, come across an Amazon van. Yeah. And, you know, I'm over to the side. He pauses, to be fair to him, and then, like, I, you know, I stop. So it's clear, like, you move, buddy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and he goes for it, and just as he's nearly past me, just bumps into the back of my car enough to, like, <laughs> shunt the whole car. My one-year-old baby in the back. And he just freezes, and I'm just like, do I literally want to deal with Amazon's legal team, like to, to get the, <laughs> you know, a hundred dollars my shitty car is worth for a scratch well, on the rear bumper? What they would do probably is, is fire that guy and take his paycheck yeah. and use to cover the cost. There you go. You know what I did? I just drove off. I just drove off and waved at the guy. Like, <laughs> I was like, fuck <laughs> it, right? And that's how these corporations always win. I was just like, it's not worth it. It's not yeah. worth it. Like you said, like most of these people just need a job. That's why they're there. They just needed a job to pay the bills. Yeah, like, no, you're right. EPS. They would have taken it out all on him. It would have been yeah. all his fault, right? And then yeah. this is the opening scene of the boys, right? Is is uh, when uh, A Train kills Huey's girlfriend, uh, yeah. and some shitty lawyer comes and offers him, I think, five grand, but it's attached know. to a an NDA. Yeah. Don't talk about it. Don't tell anyone. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And, and it's just so sad because it's so fucking true. Like, there's that tragic story of, I think it was months after Bezos was riding his penis rocket into space, <laughs> there was a hurricane and, and Amazon wouldn't let any of the workers leave, right? Yeah. And they all died. Yeah, the warehouse collapsed or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it is, yeah. And they're. I imagine their thought process was, all right, how much does this cost until we can get back up and running and get the employees replaced? Yeah, and how, how much do we have to? How much do we have to pay the friends and family? Mm-hmm. What's yeah. the minimum amount we can pay to move on from this? True. Yeah, the, what's the smallest amount possible we can spend to make this "quote unquote" right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emphasis on the quote because yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. go away. Yeah. It's really why. <laughs> yeah, that's true. How much? How much? What's the minimum we can pay to make this stop being an issue, so we don't have to hear about it? Yeah, and and again, South Park, beautiful yeah. parody. Did you see the South Park parody of Amazon? I don't know. I'm like hit or miss on South Park seasons. We watched oh. the recent specials. So the the latest, yeah, the long episodes of the last season, right? So South okay. Park did, and 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 again, it did a beautiful parody of the corporatization of Black Lives Matter. So suddenly becoming a black owned business becomes a thing. 
Oh, uh, right. okay. You're talking about like the Tegrity weed. Tegrity font, Tegrity weed. Yeah, yeah. And before I that, the, the other one is called the his competition when Tolkien's family moves in or Tolkien. Sorry. Tolkien. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah. Sorry. What did you think it was? <laughs> <laughs> and again, this is like South Park beautifully handling, um, <laughs> you know, their problematic past. But I remember being 14 years old and. <laughs> and the guy being called Token, and sure enough, like literally the week after, the one black guy at my school, that was his name forever. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was the area I grew up in, right? Like, like where I remember kissing a black girl and everyone running up to me the next day and being like, what was it like? I was like, broadly the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, South Park, before that, did uh, an, ep- uh, an episode on Amazon and like, so someone dies in a plant injury and, and they're literally in a box, right? Hmm. <sighs> Just I crushing capitalist critique. Yeah. But again, I'm pretty sure I bought South Park on Amazon Prime. And this is, it reminds me remember uh, Bowling for Columbine? Mm-hmm. Who's that guy, Mike? How have I forgotten his name? Well, because it's 20 years ago now. <laughs> Michael Moore. I was trying to Michael think Moore. I'm trying to think what you're talking about. Yeah. Furious hyping noises. Yeah. We, but <laughs> yeah, he says, like, uh, at the end of a couple of his documentaries, like, why is Fox publishing this documentary? Because they, they think that, you know, they can repackage anti capitalist sentiment and sell it back to you. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, I think that. The movement is greater than the the short term profit, and it's the same with Amazon. Like, are they concerned? Like, literally selling me a South Park episode that critiqued Amazon, yeah. and you know, it's this freedom of speech debate, right? Well, just think of how many like anti corporate America books are sold on Amazon every day, probably. Mm-hmm. Noam Chomsky, like, oh, you can buy the, the, the Communist Manifesto on Amazon. I have. I, I have listened to the Communist Manifesto on Audible. The irony of that, right? right? <laughs> they don't care. Yeah. And, you know, a positive would say, oh, but, 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 you know, that's because they're blind and in the end will win. But, but really, if they can literally repackage Marxism and sell it back to you, and the, the worst thing is, right, you consume rather than react to this media you consume it and then that makes you feel good that scratches the itch right someone once described to me that television is like methadone because humans are addicted to social interaction and when you watch tv you feel like you're in a conversation right you're watching people talk it's not quite as good but it scratches that itch we have for having friends and and talking to people yeah. And I kind of feel, feel like this is what we're doing, watching this like revolutionary anti-capitalist content or talking on a podcast episode about it. It, it, it feels like we're doing something. It scratches the itch. But it is not, my friends. It is not the revolution. Well, anyone listening to this podcast can find our next episode live on Amazon next week. <laughs> I bet you can, right? Are you on Amazon? Have you checked? I bet Amazon no, have a. Where, where do you upload? Because uh, I upload. We go through, uh, uh, through Podbean and then it goes through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so on. 
forget how many different ones we have now. It's all on our link tree. Does Podbeam upload on Amazon? I mean, regardless, like, yeah, Spotify is the same, right? I'll have to see. I haven't, I don't. Yeah. I bet Amazon has a podcasting thing because I know I've said to oh, my TV before and checked do. out my own podcast. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. No, I know they bought one. I remember. Yep. Yeah, we're here. Audible. They're on, we're they on Audible. So, yeah. They go. Yeah, we're on Amazon. So, then, there you go. <laughs> this conversation. <laughs> is I'd like to thank our Amazon, Amazon overlords for allowing yeah. us to be on their platform. For now. I mean, and then one yeah. day. Chinese corporation will buy it out and then there'll be, you know. Let me know when you need my organs. I'll donate them to science so you can resell them on your platform. And that's the joke, right? Is that like pretty soon in our lifetimes, Chinese corporations will buy out the American corporations who've long gone bankrupt. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we'll see. Will, will, will they put us against the wall for criticizing our former corporate overlords? Or will we be like the Russia today, where they they encourage us to criticize American capitalism? <laughs> I, I know lots. Of, do you know? Have you watched many of the people on Russia today? I, I know, like a lot of those people, or at least I'm friends with people that know them, and you know they they see them as good lefty people who are just mm. you know, free to criticize America as long as they don't criticize Russia. Yeah. Yeah, free. It's like a freedom of speech as long as it's not criticizing what I like. Yeah, and that for better or worse, you know, that's America. But mm-hmm. you, you're lost in the forest, right? So you're free to say whatever you want because they'll yeah. put an advertising break in the middle. Oh, sorry, uh, we haven't had the pause for an ad break. <laughs> I'm sure your sponsors love this right now. Oh, you'll yeah, edit I'll, it in I'll, that afterwards. We got a good time to to plug them in. We're all good. <laughs> oh, we're all dirty capitalists at our heart. <laughs> it's a drug we like to criticize. It's it is what it is. Right. Uh, have you heard? It is what it is. It's called. Uh, it is what it is. It's a mindless meme to sort of like just stop <laughs> thought. Have you heard of this? I don't know. I don't so know. The, the, there's certain expressions like "it is what it is," which just kind of like when you when you. It's not even nothing smart to say. It's actually kills intelligent conversation by being like yeah just accept it abort abort thinking it's not revolutionary bro we need a revolution we do need a revolution you can get all the gear you need for your revolution on amazon.com you really can (laughs) amazon or walmart What other small locally owned businesses can I think of other than those two? Um, yeah, you should you should buy your uh, your riot gear, your tactical protection, uh, your your pepper spray from a family company. Yeah, yeah, like Shopify. <laughs> <laughs> well. It's been an absolute pleasure. We nearly talked about the boys. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. You like how we dove right into it? We're like, oh, this will be good. And then it just diverged. Almost. You, you kept trying to bring it back and, you know, we That's did our best. <laughs> we really did. Like, like the boys, like just, just yeah. trying to like in the save, boys. Anyway, save the world. The boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but does the world deserve saving? I don't know at this point. Oof. You know, it does deserve saving. Ben and Jerry's ice cream.
another locally owned business. <laughs> oh man, awesome! Thank you so much for coming, man. It's been a it's been a blast. No, nah, it's an absolute pleasure, man. Uh, you you should come on a Beyond Binary Thinking sometime. Sure, yeah, be down to yeah Beyond Binary Thinking your podcast. Yeah. Why don't you tell people where all they can go to check out all your stuff? Uh, you, you should go to Amazon. Amazon <laughs> the, the Audible does there. some great podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, like my day job is uh, search engine optimization. So if you search for Beyond Binary Thinking, you will find us. Nice. Uh, but the other thing I really recommend, um, I'm running this charity Dungeons & Dragon game with a bunch of uh, really cool left tubers. T1J, uh, EJ from Non-Compete, uh, Vadim, um yeah we're, we're going to be playing dungeons and dragons and raising money for disabled gamers so if anyone's available on october th- september 30th or october 1st um there are still the opportunity to join and play if you'd like uh or just come watch and, and support us because uh yeah we think everyone deserves the game um so yeah it's going to be a fun event and uh, yes yeah, so i hope to see you there yeah and we'll have links to everything in the description as well uh, I guess I'll wrap up. Thank you to our, our sponsors, W Energy, Nerd or Die, and Poggers. Links for those will be in the description as well. Use code DJP10, DJP10, for 10% off any of your orders. Thank you so much, Chris. I've had a great time. This has yeah, been a great chat about the mate, boys. Uh, I had the notes written down here, some details on their spinoff show, Gen V. Uh, didn't even Is bother good? bring that up at any point. Have you watched it? It's not out yet, the spinoff. I think that's, they're wrapping up uh, production in October. So they said, uh, It'll probably premiere ahead of season four of the boys, either in winter of this year or spring of 2023. Would you recommend I buy the comics? I'm trying to think how many there are. You can buy the, uh, what is, oh, I forget what it's called, where they have like the compilations, the um, yeah. crap. But yeah, they have like the books that have like 15, 20 issues in each one. I like them. It's definitely different from the show, um, both plot line wise and sort of... Uh, uh, just the way it's kind of presented, uh, like humor-wise, definitely similar types of humor, but the way they go about it's a little different in the comics. But yeah, the storyline-wise, it's they use like major plot points, I guess you could say. But the way it happens in the show is vastly different than in the comics. Characters are in different points of their lives, and whether they're alive or dead is different at times. Okay, so so it's, it's just different, different enough. I think it's worth yeah, still worth doing. Then, then I will check it out. I'm a massive fan of, like I said, and, and for you, I recommend buying Preacher. Um, yeah, I'll still, I have, I've, someone recommended that to me before as well, and I just never got around to it. It taught me how to be a man, if that makes sense. I think I'll go on very and see if they have the comics available right now. British Christian diplomatic, and it gave me this like American Clint Eastwood. You know, like it's fine to be those things unless you're faced with an asshole and then you fucking tell him, like, I will not back down and shut the fuck up. Yeah. Maybe you don't need that. Maybe you're man enough already. <laughs> no, we'll, I'll, I'll check it out. I, like I said, it's been recommended to me before. So it's, I think it's about time I, I give it a look. Lovely, man. I really enjoyed this. I enjoy your podcast. Um, I recommend you check out Beyond Binary Thinking. And if you ever want a topic you want to discuss with us, reach out to me and uh, let, let me know. We'd, you'd always be very welcome. Sounds good. Appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, it's been episode 139 of the Dead Just Productions podcast. We'll see you all next time. Bye. <laughs>